What's up, party people out there? It's me, Rocky, from uh, the High Butt Tenders podcast, and I am here with a special guest today. I'm very, very excited. And the reason why is because, everybody, this is not only going to be a really great podcast, but it's also going to be educational. That's right. Uh, So get your your speakers up and your volume up. And welcome RT, the original paper boy, CEO of Homie Cannabis, and Espanita Tequila. What's going on, my dude? All I can say, first and foremost, uh, it's a pleasure. A real pleasure to be in the house uh, with my sister on a podcast, showing some love and support. Uh, this is not a drill, folks. Uh, put your seatbelt on for this show. You it's know, we're talking all things. Uh, this is not thank me later. This is definitely not a drill, but I'm happy to be here with my sister tonight. What's happening? What's going on, man? You know what? Today we do not have Darrell with us, mm-hmm. but he is with us in heart. And That's right. So I'm glad that uh, I'm glad that we're getting a chance to talk because, mm-hmm. RT, you have so many things going on right now. That's true. I mean, it is, it is super expansive. And then you... First of all, let's talk about homie cannabis. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How did that even get started? Because honestly, I'm going to tell you, I love the mantra of that whole business. Mm -hmm. So explain to the people how you started Homie Cannabis. Fundamentally, um, you know, the short story would be, you know, I really took it the landscape of what I call uh, the summer of uh, social change prior to that. In 2019, 2018, you know, I really took a look at the landscape to say, that, you know, first and foremost, obviously there's a, a lack of minority participation on a meaningful, tangible, and measurable level. That still exists in 2023. But those that participate, and I oftentimes talk about this, uh, it's reflective of what I call a car. It is generally, uh, when you talk about minorities, particularly blacks and Latinos, they're either celebrities, athletes, or one of a dozen uh, rappers who have uh, cannabis licensing deals that actually have a cannabis product on the shelf. And I just think uh, very strongly that you cannot uh, build an industry, cultivate an industry, develop an industry, and begin to expound on uh, on an industry where you're basically telling the minority community that unless you are a celebrity, athlete, or rapper, uh, regardless of your skills, talent, experience, contacts, and relationships, you need not apply. Think about it when you walk into any dispensary in the state of Nevada. Uh, if If it's a minority... Uh, who actually has physical cannabis product on the shelf. I'm not talking about infused beverages. I'm not talking drinks. I'm not talking seasoning. I'm just talking straight up. Real flour. Real flour. Okay, so then we're going to start talking about Burner, Rapper, uh, Gary Payton, Snoop, uh, Ice Cube Caviar, Two Chains, Cameron Pink Mink, uh, Corrupt, used to be Moon Rocks, uh, my label uh, partner, Wiz Khalifa, Khalifa Kush. Uh, the list goes Soldier Boy, Drake, uh, 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 Little Wayne, uh, Takao, Method Man. All of those black men, uh, all of those people, Mike Tyson, Tyson 2.0, all of those people were already rich, already famous before they sold their first damn pre roll. Yep. That does not constitute, uh, to me, providing minorities. 
with opportunities to participate in a meaningful, tangible, measurable way in cannabis, those people were already rich and famous and simply use their fame and license their name to a cannabis brand deal. If you're going to really provide opportunities, then provide them to non-celebrities, non-athletes, and non-rappers. Every black male that has actual uh, product and skin in the game with product on the shelf can also not be one of those 12 rappers. So I set out really not only to demonstrate minority ownership and equity on the shelf, but also to send a message to the people, the consumers, and the industry that a regular everyday brother from the hood via Howard University can and should be allowed to participate and have product on the shelf right there with the celebrities, athletes, and rapper boys, and I'm able to maintain and sustain my own, especially if I have top shelf product and a message that resonates with the people. At the end of the day, Homie Cannabis, Project Inspired Hood Approved, is a minority-owned boutique cannabis brand that really uh, resonates uh, with the end user and the consumers. All of the consumers are supporting the product. That's how you sell out eight or nine, ten straight times at Reef Trike Cure Leaf and a multitude of times with Quell Can Jade. I've had incredible corporate partners from day one. I could not have made it uh, this far without, first and foremost, the people. The people, the homies, are what's fueling homie cannabis. You don't sell out that many times in a row unless the people embrace the product and the message. And then just from a price point, just keeping it real, when you walk in to the store and get uh, an eighth of homie cannabis product, particularly homie cannabis cookies and cream, my product actually costs more than Little Wayne's, and it costs more than Will Khalifa, Khalifa's Khalifa Kush. It's $60 plus tax. That's $71.83 out the door right. for homie cannabis. Right. So you you put the, you got to frame that and put that into perspective. Like, wait a minute, did the RT just say his product costs more than Little Wayne's? or Wiz Khalifa's Khalifa Kush, and they've sold out of it repeatedly. At the end of the day, they're not running a, a charity. They can embrace inclusion and diversity and access to retail. But like my parents say, corporate white cannabis is not running a charity. They can support inclusion and diversity and access to retail Absolutely. all day. But the only reason why I've been able to make it just even this far is because the people have supported me, Rocky. Yeah. And also because they know that I have performed at the register. When that stopped happening, uh, and that's no longer happening, then there may be some change in the dynamics as to whether or not they will continue to do business or there may be some other politics involved. But most of all, I just really wanted to do this for my people and do this for my culture and give minorities, particularly blacks and Latinos, some inspiration and motivation that damn it, if RT can somehow, some way, muscle his way through the door, because they did not open the door of cannabis for me in Nevada to right. say, just come on in to Planet 13. Right. Come on in to Reef Trike Curly. Come on in to wherever you want to be, RT. Bullshit. Right. I knocked the door down. I knocked on the door, and then I opened up the door and, and fought and clawed to even just get my seat at the table. And so I'm always mindful that I'm representing not just RT, but I'm representing my people and I'm representing my culture to demonstrate that we can be more as minorities than simply consumers. Smoking a lot of weed and eat some damn gummies. We have got to have some ownership 
and equity on the shelf when we walk into dispensaries in the state of Nevada. And it takes us to support it, too. That's right. Let's be real about that, That's right. right? So you can't have these minority businesses and say that you're going to be positive and working in the community, right? That's right. And then not support by not purchasing. Ooh. So, Ooh. I mean, that is that is so important. And people don't realize how that's a full economic shift. That's right. Right? If you contribute to small business, especially those that are minority-owned, mm-hmm. you are changing the economic stature in the neighborhood completely. Yeah. Like, it just... It's 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 the foundation of what's good in the economy, period. Right. And I don't understand why people don't even look at that or even talk about it. It's not even a thought process in cannabis, let's be real honest. Mm-hmm. So it's very tough. I mean, I'm sure, RT, you've been through a fucking lots of obstacles. Now, if there are any young homies, homies right now that are listening to this podcast, mm-hmm. what what advice can you give these folks? Because honestly, it's very tough. It ain't, I mean, I'm sure you went through some obstacles. I did. I did, Rocky. Uh, you know, I've been through a hell of a lot of roadblocks, obstacles, and hurdles just to get from point A to point B. I haven't even made it from point A to point D actually getting it all the way done. I just recently made a decision to finally allow homie cannabis to uh, be carried in other dispensaries in the state of Nevada. You know, I intentionally uh, kept it uh, a small boutique brand with that exclusivity. But to answer your question, the roadblocks, obstacles, and hurdles are real. And Mm -hmm. I've tried to stress to those that are not celebrities or athletes or rappers Put a premium on relationships. Mm -hmm. It is the relationships that have allowed me to maneuver where I am not Lil Wayne, where I'm not Wiz Khalifa, where I'm not Jay-Z's monogram. It is the relationships that have allowed me to maneuver to at least get from point A to point B or get the phone call or get the meeting or at least have the opportunity to have an audience and a presentation. From day one, those contacts that were nurtured into relationships afforded me the opportunity as a black man in cannabis in Las Vegas to really have the opportunity uh, to decide whether or not I wanted to be at Planet 13 or Reef Trite. Right. The, the question wasn't whether or not I was going to be on the shelf. It was what shelf I wanted to be on. Right. That is a hell of a position to be in, but it's only as a result of nurturing and cultivating those relationships. It's changing the mindset. Yeah, you change the mindset. And I'm glad you said it's also really about the support. Then support can't be one time. I talk about this even on my <laughs> show. Minorities, <laughs> right. if you expect RT and homie cannabis to stay in business, if you talk all that shit about social equity and supporting inclusion and supporting diversity, ask yourself how many times since November of 2020, did you ever, ever walk into a, a Nevada dispensary and actually purchase homie cannabis? And if you did happen to purchase award-winning homie cannabis, did you do the shit more than one time? And you're a minority. You're a minority that works in the industry. You're a minority that is a part of some of these cannabis organizations. Since November of 2020, Have you been to any homie cannabis events? Do you own a homie cannabis shirt, hat, hoodie? Or have you bought any of the pre-rolls or any of the product 
but you're the number one person in line talking all this shit about how you support uh, black business and, and you a minority and you black or Latino or some other minority and you talk all this shit about how you support inclusion and you support diversity and you support access to retail and you support the fact that it should be uh, many more minority entrepreneurs in the game up and down the damn supply chain. Yeah. But as soon as one came along that was not a celebrity athlete or a rapper and made his mark, made his mark, were you actually there from November 2020 to February, March 2023 to actually support the brand and support the business? Eight or nine consecutive sellouts at Reef Trite, multiple other sellouts at Quell Can J, national media, BuzzFeed, NBC, billboards on Paradise, magazine. radio, magazine articles. Ask yourself if I was white, and, 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 and male, 45 years old, or white and female, and I accomplished all of that, that would truly be the Cinderella story in Nevada cannabis, not Vegas cannabis. A white male or a white female, 45, 46 years old, that sold out multiple times over and over again, hypothetically, at Planet 13, billboards, radio interviews, Local TV, national articles written about her, BuzzFeed, CBS News, got her own show, won first place, Cali Bud Fest and other awards. If that was a situation in reverse and the owner was white, male, white, female, 45, 47 years old and accomplished all that, the entire damn Nevada Cannabis community would know that story, and that would be truly the damn Cinderella story in Nevada cannabis. Yes. There are still people right here in Vegas and Nevada that don't know shit about homie cannabis, and I've, I've accomplished, with the help of, uh, of the people, all of those things that I've just mentioned to you. All of them. You would even think, if you accomplished all of that, there should be every dispensary with their price point of homie cannabis, should be calling me to carry homie cannabis. Man. My phone should be ringing off the hook. If you sell out eight or nine times at a price point and margin that damn high, over and over and over again, since November of 2020, why isn't it that I don't have a laundry list of Nevada dispensaries that have been blowing up my phone, not to say that four or five of them haven't, but a laundry list of them to say, damn, he's moving that much product. Right. My first order, verified, we can get the purchase order with the signatures on it from, 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 from Reef Trike. My first order at Reef Trike was 102 pounds of flour. Damn. And I don't know how many uh, 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 pre-rolls. My damn. second order in... Uh, Three or four months later, the top of uh, of uh, 2021, going for 420, was 78 pounds of flour. You tell me what white, black, uh, celebrity, uh, or just everyday brother from the hood via Howard University brand is moving that kind of weight on a consistent basis every six weeks on a damn reorder. Right. We can go pull up the records at every dispensary in Vegas 
and nobody's moving. That's a small boutique brand or a mid-sized brand. You moving 50 and 60 uh, pounds and 1,500 damn pre-rolls every week. The only reason why they're paying the bill for you is because you must be moving the weight and moving that shit at the damn cash register. Reef Tribe Cure Leaf didn't support me and Quokka and Jay didn't support me just because RT is black and male and they just happen to like black folks. If you ain't generating no damn money at the register, nobody's going to keep on bankrolling your black ass. Right. You must be crushing it at the, at the box office, baby, like right. my parents say. So I ask all the dispensaries, you got brands on the shelf that you got to keep on discounting and discounting and basically giving the damn product away rather than picking up the phone and calling me and saying, hey, RT, let's do some business. Right. If you were serious, if I was white and female and I posted those kind of numbers and I moved that kind of weight, my phones would be ringing off the hook from every Nevada dispensary from North uh, uh, Nevada to Southern Nevada saying, how can we get our damn hands on this brand? Right. That's just math and data. <clears throat> it's not race. It's math and data. That is a lot of weight. For a small upstart uh, a boutique cannabis brand that was built from scratch. That is a hell of a lot of product. What is the real cause and effect of all of this situation? Tell the people, because honestly, there's going to be a lot of people out there that I've even talked to that just give the fuck up. Now, you know, you want to say, hey, push, you know, push through and let's mm. do this because we need more minority businesses. We need to keep doing this shit. But right. you see a lot of fucking closed doors, so you have to be super fucking resilient. You, you, Rocky, you named it. Thank God, you know, I was raised by some incredible women. And, uh, you know, I got the spirit of, of, of some real deal women in, inside of me. Um, and I have, like, 50 Cent talks about it. Sometimes people can, you know, misguide uh, your, your, your self-confidence for arrogance. If you're going to quit your job like I did in corporate America and take your life savings and put into this, to make it happen and not know how the shit's going to turn out. Like my mother said, this is one time in life, RT. All I got for you, baby, is wish and hope. I wish you the best and I hope you're going to be all right. But this is, this is, this is hard. And you've mm. got to have an incredible amount of faith in yourself and discipline in yourself and dedication and drive in order to keep on pressing forward. Because it's still not easy. Even after you so-called get there from point A to point B, like mommy says, just getting on the shelf with Wiz Khalifa was only half the battle. Right. Okay, that was the, 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 the hard part. Now here comes the difficult part. What is your black ass going to do to stay on the shelf with the rest of them damn rapper boys? Now here comes the difficult part. So <laughs> the journey is real. Right. Don't think for one minute that I say, like I say, that I've made it. No, I haven't. I've only made it from point A to point B, and I just uh, humbly say thank you. I constantly say thank you to the people. Thank you to the homies uh, for getting to Jade. Jade, the home of homie cannabis. They got all the strains uh, at Jade, uh, including, you know, full one gram pre-rolls. And Jade is getting ready to drop uh, my new gummies. We're expanding the product line uh, at Jade. So... You know, without the support of the people, in particular my, my fam uh, at Quark and Jade, you know, this this would not have been possible. You no. Know? But right. I, I keep going. You know, I, I'm very, I'm built very strongly. Yeah. And I have an incredible 
amount of confidence in myself. Yep. No doubt. Yep. And you know, a lot of people are going to be like, well, we'll always say, hey, the reason why everything is going down the shelves is because they're just driving these prices down on cannabis all the way down to nothing, you mm-hmm. know, and... I, I'm going to be honest with you. I can't get myself to buy a $90 ounce of cannabis, you know what I mean? Or something that's very, very inexpensive because I work in the industry. I like to fucking treat myself. I like to like have good terpene profiles. Mm-hmm. I like to make sure that, you know, the cannabis cannabis mm-hmm. is good when I smoke it. That's right. So, and it has... And we're smoking something good right now. Right. Hey. You know, well, the, the folks that want this sometimes, we don't always see, you know, him, you know, lighting up a fatty, but hey... I'm with my sister Rocket, so uh, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna light up and, uh, and share one together here. This is Hell not yeah. a trail. No, man. And listen, let me tell you something. You are such an inspiration to a lot of minorities out there, including myself. I'm gonna be real honest. Every time I see you out in the industry, you don't give up. You're always doing something. And what I love, RT, mm-hmm. what I fucking love is that you put the fucking bud tenders first. Yes. Ask the bud tenders. Do it every single time. It's in my my messaging. It's on social media. At the end of the day, yeah, whoever you know at the top of the flagpole is cool and this and that. But I, I, you know, I'm middle class. I'm from the hood. And I just think you got to put some respect, like Birdman say, on the bud tenders. They can also make or break you because your customers come in and they can steer them to the left or the right or steer them straight. So that's why, you know, when I started out with this, I said, if I ever make it to the show... I'm going to put an emphasis in what I do and say in my messaging about, hey, homie cannabis project is parenthood approved. Ask the bud tenders. Got that, homie? Homie cannabis. But it starts with ask the bud tenders. Yep. And that's the same way I am, uh, you know, now that I'm an investor and an equity partner in Espanita Tequila. Same message. Instead of ask the bud tenders, it's ask the bartender, right. you got that Espanita tequila, <laughs> <laughs> sip slow, thank me later. It's the same message, because it's the bartenders that can make or break your ass in the cannabis game, and it's the bartenders that can make or break your ass in the in the liquor game. Same You're principle. And so, you know, I, I know I come from that world, and I've served in that world, and uh, so my, 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 I just try to put some extra respect on the contribution that they make on my bottom line as well. Right, right. Mm-hmm. So how did this whole tequila thing come up, man? How did you even shift yeah. and move? I already know you got major moves. There's no doubt about that. Right. But I'm just saying, I mean, what a cool fucking thing mm-hmm. to do is like, hey, man, I got some fucking cannabis for you. On one let's hand. Sit, on one <laughs> hand, and let's sip that smooth tequila let's on sip some smooth tequila. Yes, you know, it's just... Um, you know, some of those guys that I grew up with, uh, you know, that, uh, that are in that celebrity athlete, uh, you know, a rapper mogul uh, of ranks, you know, they, they really set out the, 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 the blueprint, uh, if you will. And uh, what I tried to take was, you know, different aspects uh, uh, of things that I've learned from them, being around them, sometimes even working for them, and take that blueprint and turn it into the black print. And I simply said, you know, um, with the way that the cannabis industry is, uh, up and down the supply chain, you just mentioned it, Rocky, with regards to the pricing, uh, wholesale, retail, uh, the market. Uh, so many companies, uh, you know, that have uh, overextended themselves, just how hard and difficult it is to be able to maintain and sustain, yet alone make a profit, is that I didn't want to be one-dimensional. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to have all of my eggs in one basket. 
And so, you know, we had to borrow a page, uh, you know, from Jay-Z and 50 and uh, borrow a page from Puffy. Uh, you know, I went to school with Puffy and, uh, you know, you guys call him Diddy. It's, you know, certainly understanding and learning some of the some of the Puffy lessons. It would be, hey, you know, um, let's demonstrate once again some real minority ownership and equity in the wine and spirit market. Yet again, RT, let's change uh, the game. The wine and spirit industry, yes, is once again dominated by celebrities and a number of rappers. Yep. Most of the brands, in particular vodka and, uh, well, even bourbon now, and, uh, and tequila, are uh, celebrity-fronted brands. Whether it's LeBron's brand, Kevin Hart's brand, uh, you know, uh, just a number. Michael Jordan's brand, Socorro, uh George Clooney's brand, uh, him and Randy Gerber. Uh, uh, Casamigos, you name the brand, whatever it may be, it is still uh, fronted by celebrities or celebrity oriented. And so once again, I'm, I'm saying, hell no. You know, we got to have what I call the real product, real people, real talk campaign. And that's what I've really been pushing in both cannabis and now tequila is that people want to see some real people, real product, real people. Real talk. Celebrities cannot gobble up all the space <laughs> on the shelf in cannabis and in liquor. Right. And I'm living proof that, damn it, I'm drawing, drawing some lines to say, not on my watch. Right. I want my people and my culture to say, hey, the little homie RT, he doing it for the people, he doing it for the culture. If you want to uh, get some good uh, weed, uh, this fire, this the truth. Hey, homie cannabis, this ain't celebrity weed. And if you want to go uh, to the liquor store or to some of the hot spots in Vegas, in one week, Espanita Tequila did 40 cases. Espanita Tequila, 100% blue agave, artisanal, handcrafted, uh, ultra premium from Alisco, Mexico. I'm an equity partner. We are already at some of the top hot spots in Vegas I'm getting ready to drop at the Pepper Club. I just dropped the Tapping Ash uh, Lounge. It's already at every liquor lineup retail store in Vegas. 40 plus cases in one week. Espanita Tequila. It's truly top shelf uh, tequila. And I'm just challenging Vegas to, hey, step your tequila game up. If you like tequila... Love this it. is a no patrol Love zone, it. baby. Yep. Step your tequila game up. I'm an equity partner. I partner with Espanita Tequila. And uh, I'm also the point of contact to actually bring Espanita Tequila uh, to Vegas. And I want to just thank the, the principal partners, uh, Patrick and Marina. And uh, also thank uh, a terrific uh, distributor. You know, right. Johnson Brothers is my distributor. And that's huge. When you start... Uh, interacting and doing business with Southern Wine and Glazers, the largest in the country, or Johnson Brothers, top three or four or five wine and, and spirit distributors in America, you you, you got to understand what kind of roadblocks, obstacles, and hurdles it gets to do that because they're looking at, we're going to invest in a brand, distrib purchase it, distribute it in Nevada, and the point of contact and the, uh, is going to be a, a, a partner who was not a celebrity, and uh, he ain't puffy doing Deli on Tequila. Right. It's just an everyday, ordinary brother, RT, 
that's running around right here with Let the people. Me tell you. That's a hell of a tough sale to even get Johnson Brothers to want to sign up for that. With like, one of on. the best we hustles have to have in the game. another meeting on that one. I don't know if we want to sign up for that. And RT say his people go support him, so damn it, I'm, Wait a minute. We're going to have to have another meeting on that one. <laughs> Who is this guy again? Just a regular dude? Oh, shit. Uh, no he way. Wanted, he wants us to buy how many cases of the tequila and bring it to Nevada and distribute it at bars, clubs, lounges, and restaurants. And Oh, shit, boy. We're going to have to have a, a third meeting on this one. Yeah. Let me tell you something, man. You're doing the hustle games tight. You are doing it right for the people, man. I'm going to tell you I appreciate you. 100% for, for the what people you do. For my culture. Man. I want to be an inspiration and motivation. Yes. To let them know, hell, shit, if I can do it, you can do it too. Yeah. You know, I, I just say, I pray and press forward, and I have an incredible amount of faith in myself. I better, because what did my mother say from day one, uh, Rocky? Let's if you're going to step out here into the cannabis game, and now the liquor game, RT, I'm telling you, this is one time mama too tired, too old to come out, the, out the, all the way to Vegas and save you. All I got for you is wish and hope. I wish you the best and I hope your black ass be all right because that's all I got for you. That's it. That's all I got for you. That's all mommy got for you. So you better, you better uh, roll up your sleeves and get in the trenches and let them know when it comes to homie cannabis or when it comes to Espanita tequila. This is not a drill. Oh, my God. I want to thank you so much, RT, for coming on to the show. Thank you, man. Man, you've been like thank an inspiration you, to me. Mm-hmm. I really love listening to you. You do have to, you do do some podcasting yourself, don't you? This is true. This is true. You all can definitely, uh, you know, when you're not listening and watching <laughs> a Rocky show. I even got my own show. Yes, I got one of the hottest shows uh uh, out, Homie Cannabis Chronicles, Volume 1, the show. My show is every Tuesday, live, 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. It streams on all the major platforms. And it's not just a um, pot podcast, if you will. The format is food, fashion, wine and spirits, entertainment, cannabis, and culture. And the occasional newsmaker from our region. Homie Cannabis Chronicles, Volume 1, the show. It's Black History Month. Go to YouTube. Catch all the rebroadcasts uh, of Homie Cannabis Chronicles Volume 1, the show. Thanks for allowing me to plug my oh, show. No oh, worries. no worries. No yeah, worries. I love that. Listen, love. there's a there's enough pie to eat in this land. Hey, I told people that when they see me and J.C. Coast together, <laughs> and they see me running around with uh, Culture and Cannabis merch on, they're like, damn, don't on his own shit? Yeah, you see me with that, and the, the guys from Cannoline with the infused uh, berry. Yeah. It's because when you sell out so many times, you believe in yourself, and, and, and the people have supported you, and you just think that, hey, God got this. I'm not in, intimidated and insecure. I'm just that brother that I can support you. I can go to uh, a culture of cannabis pop-ups and take pictures with JC and kick it, and because I just believe... You know, my shit gonna do what it's gonna do anyway. I'm gonna it's make it gonna do what it do, do anyway, like Mayweather. What Say. it's gonna do? Right, so there's enough money in, in, in the game for all of us. So uh, yeah, that's the attitude I take. It's enough money in the game for all of us. Support one another, embrace one another, and uh, shout out to my brother JC Coates. This is not a drill. Hell yeah! Uh, one last thing before we let you go, I have to ask for my brother who ain't here right now, Jarrell. Right. What you been smoking on? Man, I've been smoking on something uh, from Canastars, uh, Circle S Farms, <laughs> whatever it is. 
It's on point. <laughs> I think he's smoking that Skywalker OG. That Skywalker OG. Hell it's on yeah. point. Yeah. Hey, hey, even though I got my own brand and my own strain. Ice cream cake. Several of them. Homie Cannabis smacks. Cookies and Cream. Cookies Homie and Cannabis cream. Star Dog. Homie Cannabis Ice Cream Cake. Homie Cannabis Jack. I got all the strains. I'm enjoying this. I'm enjoying supporting another brand, another cultivation, and just chilling uh, with my girl Rocky. This is not a drill. Hell yeah. Smoking a fatty, blazing a fatty on a Monday night. This is not a drill. Make sure y'all tune in and watch this show. Listen up to the show. Support our podcast. This is not a drill. Thank you, sir. And uh, last but not least, if anybody wants to get a hold of URT, they want to invest in your company, they want to do something big and large, or if it's just a bud tender that wants to get your cannabis into their into their dispensary. That's right. How can they get in contact with you? Reach out to the little homie RT. You can go to at RT Paperboy. That's at RT Paperboy on Instagram. I'm on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. This is not a drill. Go to at the at sign RT, capital R, capital T, Paperboy, all one word, on IG. Hit me up if you're interested uh, in getting. Some homie cannabis. Now that we finally decided to expand the brand, it's time to hit me up. This is the first time since homie cannabis launched that I am going to allow other cannabis dispensaries to carry homie cannabis. And if you're interested in getting Espanita tequila, <laughs> woo, top shelf tequila, sip slow, think me later, hit me up. The email is biz. At colorofcannabis.org. Biz, B I Z, at colorofcannabis, all one word, dot org. If you're interested in getting Espanita tequila, sip slow. Thank me later. Hell yeah, we are at High Bud Tenders on all things social media. And you can go to www.highbudtenders.com to check out the podcast. We thank you folks for listening. And to the Bud Tenders out there and everywhere, stay high, Bud Tenders. Make it, make it, I'm saying. I said I love my city, but I don't think you hear me though. I said I love my city.